bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. (sighs) I don't know, like, if the news is taking a break for the summer, but... What do you possibly mean? The Trump news is, 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 is happening. It's all happening. Trump, Trump, Trump. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Chun, chun, chun. King, king, king. It's all there. All that's all the only thing news. That's all that's there. And then the girl that got kidnapped. That's all we need to know. She got home. Boom. Well, we get to talk about Republican douche tools running for president <laughs> um, who thirst clowned all weekend with Tucker Carlson at mm-hmm. some lame conservative fundraising event in Iowa. I can't wait. I'm excited. I've got just I'm on Spilkies being able to like not just talk about the nominees, but all the other fucking riffraff that's there. It's it really was just just a ton of fun. Just wonderful. These fucking like 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 fake political action committee summits are just something else. And they are always on another level with the Republicans and their fucking family values and their and their leadership values. Oh, and yeah, freedom, exactly. Va- all the values, all <laughs> the values, all freedom, all leadership, yeah. all family, all that all the time. Controlling all it and means yet, is just it's one big like pro-life. Oh, summit. it is one big pro-life. Keep women down summit. Yeah. In Iowa. I mean, we'll get it. We'll get into it. We'll get mm-hmm, into it. But mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I do. Want to keep it real with everyone, Let's though. Let's keep it real. Like I did last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm even going to keep it more realer this week. All right. Because I don't feel good. I know. I'm just so tired. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't feel normal. And yeah. um, so I need to let, let, let our 14 listeners know that, like I said last week, we um, most of our 14 listeners are here for us in the politics, and mm-hmm. we appreciate that. But I wanted to speak specifically to those of the 14 that are here because it's free, okay. because it's the it's the only content we have that's free. Yes. You guys need to seriously consider working our Patreon podcast into your budget, because <laughs> like I said last week, tomorrow is not promised to you. That's true. We are barely managing our schedule and we make no money on this podcast every single week. We are doing mental gymnastics to try to figure out if we can skip it. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And that is said with love. We love you guys. Yeah, we, of course. We want to do it. We want to be a voice. We Mainly, we want Julie to be a voice. That's who we need in this world. That's why, why we started this was because of Julie and why we're still doing it. We want, we want her voice out there, but it's just... Um, it's real, real time consuming. Okay. 
Um, it's real, real time consuming. Oh. And the rewards, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been rewarding enough. Yeah. <laughs> the rewards have been reaped. <laughs> yeah, the rewards have right. been reaped. That's right. And we're good. We're good. Yeah, they've we're good. been reaped and sowed and then but, I mean, reaped and sowed again. You know, um, I know you're saying this because we, there's no, there's no, there's no HR to go to in order to discuss the fact that we're not being compensated for the level of work that we're doing. And, you know, we brought it on ourselves. We are upper management. We are. And unfortunately everyone that listens is like the executive is the, is the, is the, are the stockholders. Right. And that sucks for you guys. So, you know, and I, I, I apologize for that, but we, we do love doing it, but we are fucking wow. Is it, Woo. At this so, point, the only reason we're doing it is for our 14 listeners. That's true. Literal only reason. Yes. Because we do love you guys. We hate politics. We hate the news. We hate work. <laughs> it goes, goes on and on. What we love about it are our 14 listeners. So um, even though I'm salty and under the weather, it's not definitely not against you guys. But if you haven't tried out our Patreon podcast, please pop over to our website, julianbrandy.com, and give it a try. Give it a try. There are lots of other places, much better, where you could be getting your free you politics. <laughs> uh, there's there's better everything, really. Yeah. <laughs> there's really better. There's you could do better, but you could do better. For, but we for free politics. It's yeah. out there. It's out there in an abundance. That's true. So if you what you won't get better is a Patreon podcast. That's you won't true. find a better one. So check it out. There's yeah. a free one on our website, julianbrandy.com, mm-hmm. and and then consider joining it and and checking it out. How many times am I going to say check it out? I don't know. Hey, check it out. Check it out. Hey, check it. Check, check it out. it out. <laughs> Not cut it oh, out. Oh, cut it out. Check, check it out. out. Mm-hmm. I'm doing hand signals like from <laughs> Saved by the Bell. Okay, so Mau Mau, mm. you know sexy gay Jake Raptosh. Mm-hmm. He is the one who sent us the sous vide. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The sous vide air. Yeah. We love Jake and we love Jesse and we love Brayden. We love them. They're handsome, handsome family and who uh, eat sexy steaks and, <laughs> and, and now have mm. provided them to us. So mm-hmm. Jake Raptosh literally sent us cash. Yes. Okay. With a note for the sous vide that he got us. Okay. Yeah. He says, steaks. Go buy some grass-fed steaks, cook two hours at 133 degrees for two hours with Irish butter, garlic, and thyme in the sous vide bag, then finish on a super hot grill or skillet. Boom. Well. Palupe. (laughs) So, Jake, Jakey, we did give Pam, Mm -hmm. my mom, the sous vide to, because that bitch is... She loves a gadget. She loves to cook. It's it's her retirement life's blood. I mean, it was anyways. It was anyway. And you two, you and my mom, you're not the same sign, but you're a lot alike in the way that cooking relaxes you. It's so relaxing. So we wanted her to do it. The bitch, I just need to give the feedback to Jake. Okay. I sent my mom these instructions. Jake. The bitch sent over a picture of the steak. Okay. She said she had the filet mignon. When I sent her this instruction, she's like, I've already got the filet mignons fucking chilling, yep. grass fed filet mm-hmm. mignons chilling in the fridge. Right. Getting ready to rock. So, and you know, the bitch had Irish butter and garlic on hand mm-hmm. and she did the, the whole thing, sent us the picture 
and she needs to slice it against the grain, yep. the whole business, mm -hmm. and send so we could see the center. And it was perfectly cooked. And and you know, not for nothing, my parents, they be going to in on like they're the type of people that will be ordering shit well done in a restaurant, right. and I'm like right. like crouching down, like right. don't embarrass me, you guys. Uh -huh. And you know that's just some that's just some some eighties technology right there. I've done it, I've done it. Listen, you like it how you like it. Yeah. What can I say? But then, you know, once you then I did learn of the medium rare to medium, and I thought, oh, this is actually it's. I mean, sometimes it's, the proper it's too fucking rare. I know it is. Sometimes it is, and like, sometimes sorry. it's just a shitty steak. And yeah, just because you get to eat the char off it doesn't make it a good steak. Yeah, that's like what you want to do. Uh, <laughs> that is what I want to do, and then I want the meat that's closest to the bone to be super cooked, not fully rare. Which sometimes happens when you order it medium rare. When you order meat on the bone. Yes, which is why now I, I just get medium. I mean, I just do. Yeah, because you like steak on the bone, whereas my parents eat filet mignon. Yes. And ordering that shit well done um, will have me fucking hiding that, in the right. car. Like, you know what? I'm skipping dinner. Right. So I was really, I was shook when she sent the picture because I was like, well, that's much too rare for you, yeah, m madam. And she said, I wanted to try it like the way a steak right. is supposed to be eaten. Right, right. She said it was like eating butter. Oh, that's literally what she said in the text. We were on a group chat. Remember? And, and yeah, yes. And so then we then told her she can go ahead and make two more and bring them on over. The plan with Pam is that, and you know what, Jake? She's like, when can I get you the sous vide back? And I was like, um, after you make us the steak, so it tastes <laughs> yeah. like butter. Okay. That's right. Um, yeah. So then she's like, oh, okay. Don't mind if I do. I'm going to go ahead and make some chicken fajitas in yep. the sous vide. Yep. And then that shit looked bomb. Yep. And again, she doesn't even really fucks with chicken. The sous vide is like, it's taking her cooking to an upper echelon mm -hmm. to that of Jake and Jesse. Right. And Brayden. It's very exciting. It really is. I can't wait. And, I, and then we said, try beef fajitas. Try beef and shrimp fajitas. She's on the, the rabbit hole's been opened. I think so. When we go, we need her to do one. We need first the fillets. Yes. Um, which is going to be big for you because you don't usually even get fillets. So Correct. we're going to have her do her deal. Yeah. And then we want some. In fact, we want some beef fajitas. I want beef fajitas. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't want chicken fajitas because you can make no. chicken. Yeah. We want the beef fajitas. Correct. That's what and we need. And she can go ahead and cook up some fucking shrimp, too. <laughs> and mom, you can go ahead and leave the garlic out of the shrimp. <laughs> So we are. And you go ahead and make the ribs. We exactly make the ribs too. Mom. I wonder if you can sous vide ribs. Probably not. Um, we're living for the sous vide, and the cash was so. I just went ahead and let my mom. Uh, I didn't give her the cash. Well, I no. just no. Of course not. And nor will I be giving it to her when she cooks when the she steaks for us. <laughs> we will put it to good use when we get the sous vide back here. So mm -hmm. it's gonna be so bomb. I just picture Jake and Jesse and like Brayden's like sitting there with like. The silverware like this. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. With yeah. His, with a napkin. With a napkin it, yeah. tucked in. And mm -hmm. then and then Jake comes over with a silver thing Ugh. and he takes the top off mm. of it. Like, this is just the life I need yes. for them. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's so, so good. So it's good. So nice to be spoiled. That's why we're here. That's why doing we're this. here. Because yep. of that. And, and also, Jake, we have their photo. We have their pick on the Drug Den Bulletin Board, which is required. Yes. Before we allow ourselves to be spoiled. Right. So speaking of Christina Duval. Mm -hmm. finally sent us her picture for the drug den oh, bulletin good. board. She included a nice letter mm. and a Gelson's grocery gift card. Now oh, we love wow. a Gelson's moment and that's where we will be going 
to with, get, to with get Jake's the, cash oh, okay. in addition right. well, that was to nice. get our Gosh. steak dinner. Oh, what a wonderful portrait. Yeah, look at look at all of the pictures. Oh, there's several. Yeah, because it's more than just Christina. Oh. Oh, my God, the dogs. Oh, it's a whole family. It's a whole family. Oh, my God. How cute is the family? Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, guys. I was a little behind on the regular weed, so I finally caught up and listened to Douchecapades. And that motivated me to send this because we love you and we never want you to forget it. We bought you this Gelson's gift card probably two years ago when we still lived in California. It's been sitting in a drawer waiting to be sent to you. It even survived a move across the country. I've been meaning to send it and I figured this was the perfect opportunity to show our love. I was a fan of Julie on Big Gay Sketch Show and the timeless classic I Want a Commitment Ceremony. You, Oh my God. Christina goes way back. Wow. We're just now getting her pick for wow. the drug den. Wow. And the lesser known but cinematic masterpiece, Big Dreams and Little Hope. Holy fucking shit. That's crazy. Your sarcastic, awkward, yet confident humor makes me feel seen. My wife cringes at my awkward. One day back in early 2017, she tells me she found a podcast of that girl like that girl you like, Julie Goldman, and the rest is history. We both subscribe to the Patreon separately, so you bitches are getting a whopping $16 from this family every month, and our son learned how to spell Trumpanas at only five years old. We listen to you every day and can't wait for a new episode. You announced not long ago about a possible video stream on your Patreon, and I can confidently tell you we will be one of the first to sign up for that because we love when we get to see you two on screen. Juicy Scoop, Kamala Harris Town Hall, all of it. Enclosed are pictures of our cute little fam for the drug den. Karina is the pretty one. Christina, me, is the bull dagger. And Ollie is our little prince. Valerie is our furry life ruiner and the most bug nuttery of all bug newts. But she is our little baby. She's an Alaskan clique high like Heather's dog. Oh. Thank you both from the bottom of our hearts for the laughter, tears, and more laughter every day. Brandy and Julie, we appreciate you being in our lives. Looking forward to seeing more from you, and we wish you both the best. Cheers. Love. Christina, Karina, Ollie, and Valerie. Well, that makes me want to go another week. It really does. It's so sweet. I mean, and just uh, giving you giving you dyke. Bull dagger. <laughs> I mean, Bull dagger. Giving you all the Les energy. Bull and, dagger. And she's right, because Ollie <laughs> is just... A ha- this it's a beautiful family it really it's a beautiful is. beautiful family yeah, and the the perfect picture because we can see everybody's Everybody. face we can't just have they did send one that's too far away right which is just so we can just see their life right but this one is going up on the drug den bulletin board i already have their names labeled on the back uh-huh. and whenever we never do another live show <laughs> and christina and katrina come to it uh-huh um, we will recognize them right off the bat. I'll know that bulldaggle anyway. That's right. I mean, not for nothing. They're kind of like tone it up. Whose name are Karina and Katrina? Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> Christina and Katrina. You're right. Yeah, you're right. They're tone. They're le- they're lesbo tone it up. That is really, really, really sweet. We love you guys. Okay, now it's time to check in with all the Republican assholes running for president in 2024 in Candid Candidates. This is America. Don't catch you slipping, no. Don't catch you slipping, no. Look what I'm whipping, no. This is America. Don't catch you slipping, no. Don't catch you slipping, no. Look what I'm whipping, no. This is America. 
Look at you slipping up. Look how I'm living up. Police be tripping up. Yeah, this is America. Guns in my area. I got the strap. I gotta carry him. This is the part of the show where we get candid with a candidate who's running for office in an upcoming election. Usually it consists of us interviewing someone, but today America's <laughs> America's anus, Tucker Carlson, is doing the interviewing. And he's doing it at the Evangelical Family Leadership Summit, which took place in America's Cracker Barrel, otherwise known as Iowa. So basically, Tucker Carlson crawled out of his shameful fox-firing hidey hole, more arrogant and insufferable than ever. I'm sure the Justice League of American Jesus lovers stockpiled 900 gazillion fucking dollars and delivered it straight into Tucker's, or should I say to cares, <laughs> offshore bank account. They probably paid him the whole amount of his entire Fox contract to sit and grill all of the 2024 Republican presidential candidates about the cornerstones of Christianity, immigration, a.k.a. white supremacy, and abortion, a.k.a. sexism. The conference is called the Family Leadership Summit, and the whole thing was televised on Glenn Beck's weird fucking right-wing YouTube network called Blaze TV, which is where we will be sourcing all of our wonderful, wonderful clips. Now, some of you might say, why are you giving these people a platform? Mm-hmm. Now, I say because they're there and they're already platforming. So we need to know what's going the fuck on. We need to know because these people are running for the These people are running for president. They're not, you know, in a rally somewhere under a hole talking about abortion and Christianity, like they're running right. for president. We need to know. And also they exist. There's a lot of them. I don't believe that that this is a minority. I believe they're way more than we think there are. It's half of the country is split and they're not just fine. They're not just evangelicals, but they're Republican and the Republicans will vote for whoever the nominee is, whether it's um, Nikki Haley or Chris Christie or Asa Hutchinson or Tim Scott or whoever it is, they will vote for them. And these people Mike Pence are on here pandering like I've never seen pander done. Yeah, they should write a class in pandering the amount of God and blessing and praying and Jesus and America like the 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 it's unbelievable. And Glenn Beck. Oh, my God. Is a bloated fake Christian corpse like talking his shit. And then all of the people that are on who are the the correspondents. It's like an alternate universe of even it's even more Fox than Fox. It's absolutely unbelievable and unwatchable. <laughs> and I wouldn't even I wouldn't have done it, but this kind of thing is your life's blood. It's what <laughs> it's it fuels you with the lesbian rage that keeps you going. Mm-hmm. And it actually is news because these people are crowdfunding and fundraising and they're doing it through the church. The yep. church is the most powerful fundraising t- tool mm-hmm. for the um, right wing candidates. And they they have huge, huge amount of donations. And that's what this whole entire fake family leadership summit is about. Yep. And so we have to know, you know, who's getting who's getting this money and who's going to be the front runners and what they stand for. And, I mean, they don't stand for anything. So that's no. really not fuck that. Too. But most importantly, what what it's all going to lead to, we'll start with Tim Scott. He was the first person they had. Um, it, 
Trump skipped it, mm-hmm. and they start with Tim Scott and they end with Ron DeSantis. And at the very end, we're going to play a, a clip from Trump's rally that he held in Palm Beach mm. um, because he's mad at the governor of Iowa and fucking hates to care and hates DeSantis and whatever. So he has his own rally in Palm Beach. And it's just like, we got to know what's doing because these motherfuckers are, it's going to be them or him. It's going to be them or him. And after watching these, I want, I have to say right now, even before everybody listens to the clips, I want to just tell you personally for me, um, this makes me like Trump a whole lot more than any of these people. And I mean, that's saying a lot. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think mean it becomes clear after we listen that it's 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 got to be Trump because Trump's the only one that might not win. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because what the what they're doing is faking you into thinking that they're normal people. But not one of them are. No. Not one. Not one. Well, aren't you kind of being invaded at a certain point if you've got millions of military-age men coming into your country uh, and hundreds of thousands of Americans are dying? Why is that not the job of the military to stop? Well, listen, I, I don't disagree with you. One of yeah. the things I've said is that I would use every resource we have to include the United States military to stop the flow of fentanyl and to make sure that the Mexican cartels cease to exist. Right. I have uh-huh. legislation that does... I'll wait for that clap. All right, two people. I'm looking for three. Can I get four in the house of God? Yes, this is great. Why, why not? Why not use the resources of our country to do what is the primary responsibility of the federal government, which is national security? Amen. That's the job. So what do you do? I, I mean, I, I can't imagine many people would disagree with that. I wonder what you do with the millions of foreign nationals here illegally, many with fake papers, uh, who are here. Like, what do you do with them? You become president, yes. sworn in January 2025, and you've got, let's say, 7 million people who've come in in the last four years. Do you, I mean, what do you do with them? Do you deport them? I think it's a very difficult task to deport them all at one time, but here's what we make sure they never do, is you never break the law and become an American citizen by breaking the laws. Well, hold on, but, but would you deport any of them? How many would you deport? I, I think you have to start the process of identifying where they are. Listen, listen, this is a, a really important question. I hope that we don't miss this. Because those folks who come into our country illegally, even those who are seeking asylum, go around our country, and some of the asylum dates for your court appearance is 2033, 10 years from now. So finding those who have come to our country illegally has to be a part of the job number one. And that means that we're going to have to take a look panoramically across our country and make sure that we stop this thing called sanctuary cities and sanctuary states that receive our resources to make sure that the federal government cannot figure out where the folks are. So in order for us to achieve the goals that the really brilliant guy on the stage, I'm not talking about myself, wants us to achieve. That was a compliment, by the way. Oh, sorry. I went right over my head. I was like, Want to make sure I, I got it. Sometimes I give compliments. I have to let people Brilliant's know. Brilliant's a little strong. Okay, okay. Really smart cookie over here. <laughs> Achieve. We have to f- identify where they are, and, and I'm not going to. Yeah, he didn't know who you're talking to because you're pacing the stage, Tim Scott. Yeah. Every other person is is sits in the chair across from Tucker Carlson, and this motherfucker is up and down the stage like he's giving a sermon on a Sunday, and it's the 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 religious pandering is so goddamn ridiculous pretend that that will be an easy task 
but that should be the response. Well, but wait a second. The federal government's like knows where everyone is because everyone has a has a smartphone and they're yes, tracking you. Yes, yes, yes. No, so like we know anyone using a fake social security number, why not just like drop them off in Tijuana? Bye bye. Well, I'm going to appoint Tucker Carlson as my bye-bye ambassador no, but, to figure this out. So we're going to work together on this. And I, no, I'm a sincere question. I, like I'm sincere maybe as the well. reason that sincere, people but come overly by the simplified, and you know that uninvited, yeah. illegally making a mockery of the rule of law. I have to obey the law, but someone from Haiti doesn't. Or if they're from Haiti, you can't take them and drop them off in Tijuana. <laughs> so that doesn't fucking make sense. What you're fucking saying. Oh yeah, let's take all of the people that are here from wherever that aren't that aren't citizens of Mexico and leave them in Mexico. Sounds like a super great plan. No wonder oh. you don't you're not in office. <laughs> Fucking idiot. What? But they come because they know that no politician will say, "Come and you're you're leaving." Like they don't put up with this in Japan. Absolutely. Well, they don't it's put like up. You're gone. They don't Why not actually, do that? Here's the fact. I, I would recommend that we do that. The yeah. question is not doing that. It's finding the seven million that's already here and getting rid of them was the first question. The, the second question is a better question because if you look at the laws of Mexico. They have the same laws. They're, they're, they're stringent laws. The second time you're caught in the country, I believe the offense is 10 years in prison. Oh, of course. And so I it's say a real country. we enforce the laws of our country. And if we did so, we would not have the problem. What we have today is a president who does not mind our border being insecure, unsafe, and wide open. If I was president, we would shut that down and we would stop folks. We would put back in place the asylum policy that requires you to... At, to receive or to request asylum on the countries that are contiguous you, with you, which doesn't include the America, and we would also reinstate the, mm. st the stay in Mexico policy. So we would find a better path forward by just finishing the wall, reinstating policies that work, and stop that. Well, so, so here's, I'm just interested because all measures are relative. Because I'm racist. So Russia's bad, Russia's a threat, mm -hmm. Putin's evil. Apparently Got we it. both are. But the total body count from Russia in the United States is right around zero. Like, I don't know anyone who's been killed by Russia. I know people uh, personally who've been killed by Mexico. Literally what? The government of Literally <laughs> what are you fucking, are you kidding? You don't know anyone. You can't, in, even in the last six months, that's been killed by Russia. What does that mean? You mean in within this country, you mean, or in Russia, where they killed journalists and gay people and any dissenters and... Like, what in the fuck are you actually saying to care, you fucking liar? Mexico allows fentanyl to be made in its country and to come over our border. Yes. And remittances from Mexico are a huge part of their economy. The Mexican government is the fucking party pearl to the clutching of over the fentanyl is beyond. So why is Mexico less of a threat than Russia? Well, two things. I think we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Okay, but yeah, and fr I mean, frankly, here, okay, but, no Americans uh, killed okay, by Russia. But, but, Hundreds of thousands killed by Mexico, but Mexico's our ally and Russia's our enemy. How does that work? Well, I'm not going to pretend like I, the legislation I have sponsored that I would sign as president of the United States freezes the assets of the Mexican cartels, targets the Mexican cartels, and hopefully eliminates the flow of fentanyl. Because I do agree with you that 70,000 Americans losing their lives on an annual basis is an existential threat to America that we can solve. We don't have to choose the good news. Is Would we you be willing that. to say to the Mexican good government, news. your economy runs on factories right over the border, car plants, for example, but many other manufacturing uh, plants, and we're just going to slap tariffs on that and tank your economy, like tomorrow? unless you stop allowing poison to come into our country. Like, why not do that? Right, that's how it works. I say. That's how it works. You use every tool available uh, I, the, to stop fentanyl from coming across oh. our border. No, no exceptions. Interesting.
So you, I, I Googled you this morning. They literally take, um, they're, they're, they're making, for people who can't think for themselves, what they're, they're conflating fentanyl, the, the, the cartels apparently who are the only drug cartels are in Mexico, the only ones, like Russia doesn't have a drug cartel. Russia doesn't have a full Russian mafia that does apparently nothing. They just put tattoos on their bodies. But okay, so we now are thinking in our heads, fentanyl, Mexico, immigration, Mexico. Exactly. I would that just, everyone... I, I want to ask, do you call for um, all of the American drug corporations who killed uh, uh, like millions. millions in the opioid op epidemic? Of course not. Fucking no. the Sackler family. Mm -hmm. Do you want them to be, um, where do should we do with them? Should right. we, because they're not even in prison and they're American citizens. So I guess we can't throw them in Tijuana. Apparently not. And we can't do uh, anything about the internal. The the whole drug conversation is absolutely ridiculous. It's it's a dead end. Who like if, if they're not? It's not the same as guns. I'm sorry. Like if drugs are coming in, they're mad, or they're pretending that they're mad that people are dying because of drugs. At the end of the day, it is your own personal choice to take a drug or not. The car drug cartels aren't coming into this country and putting a gun to your head for you to take drugs. No. If you take drugs, that's your own fucking problem. It's your own fault or your own not problem. You want to do it. That's personal choice. For, for Republicans to have um, a, a problem with people um, exercising their personal freedom it is so hypocritical and ridiculous and also drugs in general the 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 policing of drugs and all of that stuff there's it's it's a what was the move traffic it was the i always think of the movie traffic when they're sitting in the interrogation room and what i think it's johnny depp says how do you feel about the fact that you're in a, the, one of the dumbest jobs on the planet what you're doing is meaningless it's pointless it's wasting time and it's wasting money like there's one thing. I don't thing, remember Johnny Depp in Traffic or whoever it was. Michael Who was Douglas. It? Oh, maybe it's Michael. De I don't know. Whoever. Well, who's the drug dealer in Traffic? And what about um, Narcos too? I mean, that was it's re that was horrific. horrific. Watching what our DEA went yes. and did in Mexico. I mean, right. the amount of like civilian lives lost by our DEA because mm -hmm. we just couldn't handle. We had to go down there and blow up, you know, whatever warehouse. You you certainly don't want crime syndicates running people or doing things that obviously are, are running up. Basically, what in my opinion, what they should be doing with drug cartels and crime syndicates, crime syndicates is making sure that they don't have influence politically. That, in my opinion, is the only thing they need to. And they're human not human trafficking, trafficking. Right. And, and controlling and influencing right. our, our politics. That's it. I That's mean, like. It. Anything else you want? You want to take drugs? You want to sell drugs, buy drugs? Well, good luck to you. Now we're getting into immigration. Where even fucking Tim Scott, who should be so ashamed of himself, I'm sorry, to basically just say that Mexico, 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 making fun of the fact that you're gonna deport or it it is shades of um genocide to me i'm sorry we're just gonna get rid of seven million people yeah, i mean like the term get rid of we're just gonna get rid of them that's what we're just gonna get rid of them it's like no one's gonna build a wall a wall doesn't do anything anyway people are going to come here we've already gone on tv and we've gone to all the countries and said don't come here we can't fucking uh absorb everyone 
that this is not how it's going to work and they're going to come anyway. It's fucking America. Maybe what, what you need to do, Tim Scott or anyone else, is go talk to some other countries and start divvying the people out. That's maybe what we need to do. If people need to leave somewhere... And we need to start withholding state money that we give to states like Iowa who refuse to absorb right. some of those like people that come in. Mm-hmm. We have plenty of land. We have plenty of room. We have plenty of resources. And these all these other fucking, you know cracker factories in the middle of the fucking right. country i'm sorry but they don't want they don't want to to help and be a part of it and be the melting pot that we're supposed to be it's mm-hmm. fucking absurd yep okay well if that wasn't like stomach turning enough <laughs> l- the literal worst in my opinion it, i mean like honestly I, I, I would marry like ron DeSantis. i think that i mean yeah you can guess who i think is the literal worst nikki haley no oh not even who, close oh oh uh Mike Pence. Mike Pence. Mike Pence. I forgot about him. So the former um, vice president uh, of the United States, Mike Pence, um, comes out third. Tucker Carlson asks Mike (laughs) if January 6th was an insurrection. Because what was it? Mm. What even was that? Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then Mike Pence pivots, sounding like a creepy fucking Mormon cult leader, (laughs) thanking the leader of the family values summit like brother john or it's just so grotesque the level that he like pulls iowa's dick out and jerks it off it's so (laughs) gross he is so he's just he's cringe he's ick he just makes me feel triggered i don't know if something bad happened to me from someone who looks and sounded like sounds like him i'm telling you something just Really, 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 like, he is so horrific. So I have to ask you, since you were a witness to and in some unintentional way a participant in one of the most widely covered events in American history, January 6th, what was that? Do you think that was an insurrection? What was that? Hold on. Well, first, I have to know the problem. Can I just take a moment just to say thank you to the family leader? Oh, my God. Bob Platts and the whole team here. And to our friends at Blaze TV, including my old friend Glenn Beck, we're standing here on a historic day in Iowa when in just a few short hours, Governor Kim Reynolds would take to this stage and sign into law historic protections for the unborn. And I think all the members of the family leader here in Iowa prayed and worked and fought to bring us to this day. I know you asked me about the insurrection because you don't know what it is, but I'm going to talk about the unborn unbelievable just it's it's not to be believed he is so just i i I can't there's aren't even any adjectives for how he makes my skin crawl honor to be with you all it really is it's an honor to be with you all now as to that day let me just say uh, all i know for sure having lived through it at the capitol is that it was a tragic day i it's the way he talks is (laughs) it's it's i feel violence right now tucker i really do over the last two years but it was a riot that took place. Fake pastor. Yes, fucking fake pastor. Fuck. I saw firsthand. Fake as fuck the, like you. Where they fake evacuated us down fuck. to the loading dock. Below the Senate chamber, police officers that, as the day wore on, were streaming through 150 law enforcement officers that were assaulted. Obviously, the tragic loss of life ransacking the Capitol that occurred. But I really do believe that a day of tragedy became a triumph of freedom. 
And I'll always believe that by God's grace, oh my God. I did my duty that day under the Constitution of the United States He never of says the word insurrection. It was no. a riot. Our institutions it was a riot. And there was lots when, of life. When you say the tragic loss of life, who are you referring to? Well, obviously, uh, Ashley, Ashley Babbitt, Babbitt would come to mind immediately. Do, what do you when think of the fact the, that she was shot? Well, I, I think she's a stupid fucking bitch who deserved it. How about that? Without question. To care. But I, would, I have to tell you that seeing people assaulting law enforcement officers, smashing windows, breaking into the Capitol building, it infuriated me. <laughs> and it's very likely that um, the restraint that was shown by law enforcement officers saved lives that day. But I think it's, it's, it's important that we Ugh. hold those accountable who perpetrated acts of violence and vandalism in our nation's like Ashley capital. Babbitt, but I also, who got shot. I'm still waiting for equal vigor and God. equal prosecutions to be brought uh, on those that brought on hundreds God, like. of BLM riots to cities across America. Amen. There we go. I mean, the truth is, you know, we, we, we don't make progress in this country by walking away from the rule of law. We, we uphold the rule of law and we apply it equally and fairly. Uh-huh. And I think really? that holding those wow. accountable that rioted at the Capitol that day is right and proper. But I also believe that people that engaged in the hundreds of riots over the summer of 2020 literally burned out you know, family businesses and communities and, and also cost lives. Yes. Must be held to yes. account. Like Kyle Rittenhouse? So we, we spent oh, when no, the BLM him. riots happened and the, the riot in front of the White House that injured more law enforcement personnel than January 6th. Um, we spent a lot of time talking about why those rioters were mad. They were mad about systemic racism and the death of George Floyd, et cetera. Why do you think the people who swarmed the Capitol on January 6th were mad? And why haven't we talked about that? Well, first off, I, I, I would tell you that um, I think the January 6th committee was a partisan committee in the Congress of the United States. And it, it, and it failed its historic mission. Of bringing the facts forward. What does yeah. that have to do with the why the people were mad? Exactly. And you asshole. And Tucker Carlson is like, get. And I know we're he ass ask him again. Well, he the fucking is mad is, about the committee. Members of the staff of the January 6th committee said after it oh, adjourned, they spent all their time focused so much on one individual and on placing blame that they spent very little time focusing on law enforcement failures that happened that day. And because intelligence failures. Yeah, which had, the, because which had to Trump. do with the one individual. And I hold the view yeah, that uh -huh. we can never let this happen again. We can never allow the capital of the greatest nation on earth to be subject to a riot for any purpose, for any motivation. And for that reason, we need to understand why law enforcement that day was not. Because of Michael Flynn and his brother. Better prepared where the intelligence failures were. Uh, and I believe that in time we'll have those answers. Amen. Uh, but I wonder, though, again, about again, unbelievable. Were, and I'm not excusing any again. act of violence ever anywhere, including on January 6th. However, they were American citizens. Most of them didn't commit acts of violence, and they were really mad. And they were mad because they thought the election was unfair. Let me answer uh, my own question. And I wonder yeah. why more Mike time Pence. hasn't been spent by either party reassuring Americans that our elections are, are How real. How much more the, time do we need to tell them that the that elections were real? Counted, there were 60 the fucking voting machines, um, which court no one seemed to trust 10 years cases, ago. Cases that were put that why were um, dismissed and or like, fucking ruled in favor of the fact that it was not fraudulent. 
What do you want? And, and are they? Do you think the last election oh was fair? Oh, my God. Well, as I said on January 6th in my communication to the oh. Congress, and I've said many times since, there were irregularities in the 2020 election. Yeah, Trump, question. trying to fucking steal it. There were about it. half a dozen states that changed the rules of elections in the name of COVID. Yep. Uh, and that undermined public confidence in the outcome of our elections. Now, at the end of the day, we brought more than 60 lawsuits. States it. engaged so in, he in is recounts. fucking horrific. Horrific. Uh, and he doesn't answer the question. When states ultimately certified and courts Just upheld stop this piece of changes shit. in much. virtually he every instance. He is on Mike Pence. You're right. Mike Pence is, and I will not hear. He's at least he's a normal person and. He's just a nice guy, and he's not a nice fucking yeah, guy. He's, he's fake. He would. I, 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 I. He won't answer the question. He is. He's trying to walk the play both sides. He talks both sides out of his mouth. He is such a hypocrite. I can't take it. They're all just Awful. monsters. Okay, so finally, lastly, we they we know we have the prince, mm. the prince of the candidates, Ron DeSantis, mm. and these two. Dick Fox are just, it is beyond. Um, but he's a fl currently the governor of Florida and he's a Trump's number one enemy. And I just think that this is really interesting. We could have probably skipped everyone else and just did Ron DeSantis' whole thing. Mm. Because I think this really demonstrates, like, to me, why he's so dangerous. Because he's just like Trump in the way that he talks casually mm -hmm. he appeals to to he appeals to people because he seems to be speaking their language and just being like cool like and down and right. like funny right and um he just reminds me a lot of trump in that way he's not doing candidate speak it's like the polar opposite of mike pence right i don't know if this is like too parochial to bring up here but it you know, all of america's just been moving to florida so this is like an issue um we've reduced all environmental concerns to climate but they're still an actual environment. And Florida has a red tide problem that seems to be getting worse. And then there's some indication that it's hurting people uh, neurologically. And it seems like kind of a disaster. What can be done about that? Well, we've actually created an infrastructure in Florida. And I think it's a good thing because like the Democrats and the left, they talk about you know, global warming, they're gonna change the climate. Them forcing you an electrical vehicle is not going to change the climate when uh, China is building a new coal plant every week. I mean, so just give me the break. This is trying to control your behavior. It's social engineering, and it's not something that's going to work. So what I've said in Florida is, okay, Democrats, you know, I'm actually going to focus on the environment that Floridians uh, like and enjoy, and that makes our state unique. So we tackled both blue-green algae, Everglades restoration, uh -huh. and red tide. Uh, we've created infrastructure. We just found out that the water in South Florida is uh -huh. 98 degrees. Maybe algae wouldn't grow if the water wasn't 98 degrees. Maybe the water wouldn't be 98 degrees if there wasn't fucking climate change. <laughs> And task force we have money that will go in to do so there's a lot of experiments being done on red tide right now with uh -huh. the program we put in right. but you have to make a decision um maybe it works if in you want to get brain cancer in florida in the, in the gulf of mexico is it going to have any other cascading effects so that's what they're studying right now we think that there's some things that are going to be very uh good now red tide is natural i think most people know that it's been detected going back into the 1800s but what can we do to mitigate it and what can we do to prevent uh, being exacerbated? But we've done very well on environment. 
Not Trumpy. because I'm doing kooky liberal things, but because I'm focusing on things that actually impact the daily lives of Floridians. And oh, by the way, I've never come to Iowa without someone coming up to me that they tell me they spend time in Marco Island or Sarasota so braggy or wherever. Like Trump? And I see half the Midwest yes, down in Southwest Florida during the winter months. And that's a good thing. But when you see half of New Jersey down there, does that make you worry? <laughs> So here's the truth. Um, His mouth's so when dry. I, when I like became Trump. governor, and I was born and raised in Florida, Oof. I had never seen a California license plate in the state of Florida in my life. And all of a sudden, we start seeing California plates. My supporters are like, uh-oh, who are these people? Because remember, you know, I may have won by 20 points in November, but usually Florida races were 1%. So if you bring in 50,000 Californians, 50,000 people from New York, all of a sudden, it could be a blue state. We would have supporters go to supermarkets in like Palm Beach, find every New York or New Jersey license plate, put a flyer in the windshield and say, do not vote down here the way they vote up there. And <laughs> But what ended up happening was, I think we drew people who believed in what we were doing. It wasn't just these were liberals who just wanted no state income tax. There may have been some of those, but I think most of these people said, you know what? Florida's a free state. I'm not dealing with these lockdowns. Florida has kids in school. I'm not gonna not have my kids be able to be in school. Florida has a 50-year low in the crime rate. I don't wanna see rioting in my neighborhood. So there were a whole bunch of reasons why people did it, but the political orientation of it actually turned out uh, pretty good. So you're getting the good ones. We're getting good ones. And you know what? We're converting people, too. I mean, sure. that's, I think, something that we have to do as a movement. You know, you can't just preach only to the choir. I want to get some other people who may not have voted Republican in the past and get them on our team. And we've done that in Florida in record numbers. And I think it can be done across the country. We're up against a movement uh, that is parroting woke ideology. Here we go. That their message to the American people is that men can get pregnant. Really? that you should swim on the men's swim team for three years, switch to the women's team, and you can be the women's national champion. Most people don't buy that. And so I think we have an opportunity uh, to really capture a lot of voters uh, by representing a platform of common sense and sanity and traditional American values. He does that exact same thing. I mean, he's, he, he like speaks in plain terms, oversimplifies mm -hmm. and boils things down. Yep. To a to a statement that's simply not true, right? And then, but he does it in a more articulate yep. and and more intelligent sounding way than yeah, Trump. You're right. But what is also interesting is that he and Tim Scott did it too. They, I one million percent believe, uh, are parroting his hand movements. Trump, Trump, like literally the my putting my thumbs together, I pull them apart. His whole thing where he. They're doing his hand movements. His, his, Watch. Whole, his whole entire torso, other than not being like heavy, looked just like Trump. Looked just like neck, Trump. Neck down. Lo just like Trump. He, uh, it's, and also, by the way, if you're running for president, it's, I am always amazed when, um, when they do that thing of like, can you believe New Yorkers in New Jersey moved to your state? And it's like, oh, I know, like you're trying to be the president of the United States of all the states, but you still want to shit on some states. I'll tell you, Joe Biden didn't do that. 
Exactly. He it's didn't. so tacky and so fucking gross. Oh, and then we got the good ones. Oh, Try right. and tell me that you're not fucking racist. Yeah, like, right. Even just with just a statement like that. Yep. Or yep. sexist or classist or elitist or you believe in religious freedom, but you didn't get the religions you didn't want. Yep. Like the good ones. Like get the fuck out of my fucking face. It's so like just awful. So meanwhile, um, you know, there were other people. DeSantis was last. We didn't play Asa Nick, Hutchinson. Nikki Haley. Yeah. There's another guy. Whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> there just wasn't enough time. Right. But meanwhile, um, Trump skipped the family fucking leadership oh, yeah. conference. Which also, again, you got to go, all right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously... We don't want Trump, but he makes everyone else look he makes he makes himself look good by not going to that. Yeah. And he skipped it because so, uh, uh, he's pissy at to care and, and good. And, and he didn't want to fucking sit with that piece of shit. Mm -hmm. And he's mad at the governor of Iowa, whatever right. that lady did to him. Mm -hmm. um, so he instead held his own humongous rally in Palm Beach that started with this, you know, presidential campaign video. It's like. It's a, you know, it's a campaign rally right. of old, a classic Trump campaign rally mm -hmm. went on for a hundred fucking hours. The people were stuck and it, he did it in his own backyard <laughs> and basically decided he was going to rally the Floridians against Ron DeSantis. Right. I mean, which, okay, good. Yeah. That was his whole agenda. And all we can do, you know, I feel like I want Trump. I mean, I want Trump. I personally think Ron DeSantis is is dangerous and yep. and could win. Yep. So here's Trump talking about at the at the turning point. Ugh, another. Yeah, action <sighs> conference. Here he is talking about Ron DeSantis. But this conflict has to end, and when I'm president, it will be done very quickly. I believe in 24 hours. <laughs> now, somebody like Ron DeSantis cannot do it Sanctus. because he's. Owned and controlled by the globalist establishment, who always puts America last. We all saw how quickly DeSantis reversed himself on Ukraine. You know, it's funny. The other day, they were doing a, a straight news show. And they said, and ladies and gentlemen, we have Ron DeSantis here. And they screamed, no, it's DeSantis, you know. So that's called good branding. Do you? They, they can't even get his name right. The guy's introducing him as DeSantis. I love that. Mm. By the way, the way I feel about him, just so you know, it's a very personal meeting. It's a Saturday. We have nothing to do, right? We have nothing to do. But the way I feel, I got him elected. They'll tell you that. He was dead. He was losing to Adam Putnam by a, a margin, like 30 points, some massive margin. It was over. Putnam had 30 million. He had no money. He came to see me. He said, he's looking for a job as a lawyer or something. Pizza parlor, lawyer. And he'll take anything. Pizza parlor. He begged me to endorse him. I said, listen, if I'm Abraham Lincoln, if I'm Lincoln and Washington together, we gave you a joint endorsement, you can't win you too far. No, sir. If you endorse me in the state of Florida, they love you in Florida. If you endorse me, I'll win. And he helped me on impeachment hoax number one and two a little bit. Not nearly like a great Jim Jordan or any of those guys, but, you know, he was one of 175 congressmen because about 175 would go on television. And I'd see him on television a little bit, so he was funny. So, and I didn't know Putnam. So I said, you know what, Ron, let's give it a shot. <laughs> so I said, give me something you'd like. He gave it to me. I thought it was terrible. I rewrote it. And he mm. went up like a rocket ship. He went up so fast, and he ended up winning the primary 
very shortly thereafter in a landslide. Then he had to get the guy who, as you know, was a crackhead. But at the time, they oh thought my God. he was the next great president. He was going to be a president of the United States, a handsome guy. He was going to be the president of the United States. And by the way, uh, I will take Byron over this guy. This was not a good representative. This was not a good representative, Byron. But he was a handsome guy, looked good, spoke well, everything was good, and pretty much unbeatable. Him and Stacey Abrams, she was the hottest woman, he was the hottest man, they were going to have a great future. Didn't work out that way. But, but they took him, and Ron said, I don't think I can beat him. I said, you'll beat him. I did three rallies, thousands and thousands. You know the rallies, they're the greatest. We're starting the rallies again now. <laughs> oh, my but God. But the rallies are the greatest. And we had three of them, and he ends up winning. And he said, uh, I won. I said, yeah, I told you you're going to win. Then, <laughs> I told you gonna win. three and a half years later, they scream out a question to him. Will you run against the president? Will you run against him? He goes, I have no comment. I said, no comment? That son of a bitch is going to run against me. I got him elected. <laughs> so if anybody has any questions as to why I take it a little personally, I do take that a little personally. I know I'm not supposed to. You know, a lot of pro-politicians, they say, don't ever tell a story like that. People don't care about loyalty. I said, I think they do care about loyalty, okay? I okay. actually do. Okay. And I do. Yeah. I remember them broing out. and Broing out. And Ron DeSantis, like, climbing in Trump's taint and riding mm-hmm. it all the way to winning. Yep. And, and then he completely fucking did exactly what we knew he'd do. And yeah, Trump's fucking salty. And they all did it. They all do it. They all did it. They all right. do it. All of them do it until... I guess Jim Jordan is unless Trump is blackmailing or has something <laughs> over someone. Lindsey Graham, Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I think, is really just dumb. Yeah. And Lauren Boebert, I think they are actually like in the cult. Yeah. But the other guys are 100 percent being blackmailed. Ron DeSantis, he didn't have anything on him. And then he turned. Ted Cruz was against him, then got with him. It's like. They fucking flip-flop. They have no integrity. None of them. Not one of them. Not one Republican. You can't show me one Republican with an ounce of integrity who still calls himself a Republican. Can't. So, yeah, we got to hope that Trump wins the nomination because all of the other ones are... They're all trash, but they are, they're just more dangerous than him because they could win. But Trump will not win. Mm-mm. He will not win. So we need Trump to be the nominee. Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a So There's That moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans the domestic terrorist QAnon cunts, the calculated corporate lame-ass libertarians, and the vindictive virtue-signaling liberal losers. We are all somewhere on that spectrum fighting for our team to win the race of rights in America, and even though every week brings us closer and closer to a civil war, and even though all of the judges that will preside over Trump's trials are were appointed by him, and it won't matter, and the justice system is just fake, I guess... <laughs> We always have your so there's that stories to give us hope that maybe we won't have to go to war against our own cousins and my weird neighbors, Chuck and Gary. 
Oh yeah, this you mean these fairy tales that I do? Yeah, <laughs> these cute fairy tales. Um, <sighs> all right. Well, here's the sh here. Okay, first of all, you know, all we're hearing about on the news, like we said, is Trump, 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 Trump. We're gonna thing with the family fucking values and the fucking Trump, Trump, Trump. It's all Trump, Trump, Trump. No matter how every road leads to Trump, Trump, Trump. Every road. And the irony of all ironies is that the QAnon right wing Republican talking point agenda telethon is steeped and based at gunpoint to all of our heads is that the Democratic Party, particularly the Joe Biden administration, are liars, cheaters, and have refilled the swamp with unqualified, weak con men who don't care about the American people, the rule of law, patriotism, or democracy. Now, if that side of people were law-abiding, philanthropic, spiritual, humanist patriots who truly understood the pulse of America and cared about any of those things, they may have a leg to stand on. However... They've proven time and time again that they do not. And in fact, what they care about is controlling women, isolating America from the world, white grievance, and turning this country into a backwoods God-fearing, which means everything-fearing fear factory that does nothing but stockpile weapons, kill animals for sport to prove dominance, keep women dependent on men and the children they're forced to give birth to, and give power to very few men who would then hold all the money over us and pretend that it's trickling down to our three jobs we have, which still doesn't pay any of our bills with money left over, and we blame the Mexicans. That's what they are doing to us. We have four <clears throat> jobs. And that description of them really sounded, the description that you said that they are doing to the Democrats sounded exactly like they were describing themselves. Also true. Also true. I we mean, could just say that. Just like the Republican Party. You're right. That, you're right. You're actually, <laughs> you're actually, that's true. The Republican Party are liars, cheaters, have refilled the swamp with unqualified, weak con men who don't care about the American people, rule of law, patriotism, or democracy. Sounds just like the Trump administration. That's the Trump administration. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. That's right. I should have just left it right there. <laughs> but I can't help myself but going way just into the deep end. Now, this is what the other side has actually created. Let's just say what they're accusing us of is what they are, but they're such fucking cowards. They don't even have the decency or integrity to stand by their own truth or play by the rules because they know they're losers, which is why <laughs> they did January 6th mm -hmm. and tried to steal the election, but gaslight us all into believing that they believed the election was stolen. And that's the most important thing here. They've gaslit us to believe that they believed the election was stolen. But it has now been proven time and time again between Trump's blatant asking to find 11,000 votes in Georgia to the newly revealed fake elector scheme, which took place in six states. Yeah, they okay. should have called it the, the family gaslighting summit. <laughs> they should have. That, they should have called it the family gaslighting summit. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's just like the gaslighting CEO and the gaslighting MVP. Well, the gaslighting, as we know from. From the last segment, the gaslighting MVP and CEO is Tucker Carlson. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, that you're right. He is the gaslighting MVP and CEO. Well, what's happened is that uh, Merrick Garland has appointed a special counsel named Jack Smith, who and if you don't know who Merrick Garland is, he's the attorney general of the United States. He appointed a special independent counsel to look into and investigate Donald Trump's whole election grift of 2020. So. Basically, that's like investigating January 6th and everything Trump did, not only leading up to getting all of those pencil-dicked, incel, filthy, bearded twats, and that includes the women, to run into the people's house and take shits in the hallway. But that whole rabbit hole has led him to uncover Trump's fraudulent scheme to overturn the 2020 election, which could, which in my opinion is even worse, if you think about it. 
the apparent brainchild of Trump lawyer John Eastman, the phony elector scheme aimed to create an alternative fake slate in seven states, a fake slate of electors, Georgia, Michigan, New Mexico, Nevada, Arizona, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, which leads us to today and why we're here. Because this road leads to the super dikey state of Michigan. Yes, home of the Michigan Women's Music Festival and lesbian attorney general, Dana Nessel, the <laughs> Sappho sister who not only is not only a fully out married les with a couple of kids, but also got super wasted at a football game tailgate party and got kicked out of the game and had to apologize for it publicly. And so we here stan mm. this dyke. Mm -hmm. Now, Dana Nessel has been very vocal about her disdain of Trump, her fierce support of women's fucking right to choose real life by stating publicly she will not defend any abortion law banning abortion in any way in the state of Michigan. She is the shit. Just that alone could be the so there's that. She literally will not do any legal action against anyone who has an abortion or anyone provider, whatever, 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 even though it's the, the law of Michigan or was. So I think that's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. Now, as we know, the Electoral College needs to go. It's stupid, racist, dumbass, antiquated way of doing things. We don't need it. It's absolutely something that needs reform. And clearly it's easily defrauded. In case you need a, f a refresher just quickly... That's just barking. That's just fun. Okay. What's going on here? Okay. That's just come and play with me. I can't believe it's happening. You guys. Anyway, so there's that <laughs> is that Maverick and Goose are fucking playing with each other and it's amazing. Yeah. For all the all the Maverick and Goose tea. Gonna have to go to that Patreon. honey. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Now, basically, there's certain number of uh, electors selected per state and they cast the vote for the president based on the state's popular vote. So that's a very basic way of defining what the Electoral College is. This case that Dana Nessel is bringing, and she is bringing the case, honey, um, <laughs> in specifically in the state of Michigan, where she's alleging beyond reasonable doubt that 16 assholes, including the Republican chairwoman for Michigan, met in the basement of some shithouse, faked and frauded, and created elector documents that they all signed and passed on to the House and National Archives in hopes that Mike Pence would see them and not sign off on Joe Biden winning the election, which would then revert back to the states to recount and count, at which time these false electors would say, no, look, Trump has more votes. Thus, if all seven states did this, Trump would have won. That was the grift. So Michigan was inside the grift and she's not going to have it. The main point here is that they knowingly knew the shit was fake and it was all drummed up by Trump and his two ambulance chasing lawyers, including Rudy Giuliani and the guy I said earlier, John Eastman. Well, our lesbo here isn't here for it and she's throwing her 10 dicks on top of their stupid fucking dumbass parade. Okay, she's taking them all to court and she said that all 16 twats would get eight criminal charges each, including two counts of forgery, which alone is a 14 year felony. And by the way, not only is Dana Nessel doing the thing, she's requested that the federal government open a nationwide investigation. Also, basically, uh, a nationwide investigation. So basically, uh, the people are fucked. Okay? They are fucked. All right? We owe Dana Nessel a debt of gratitude. Let the bitch get drunk every weekend and act a fool if she wants. Let her scissor her wife in the parking lot. Create a safe space of towels and surround them. And let these gay-ass wops do whatever the fuck they want. Quote, It would be a malfeasance of the greatest magnitude if my department failed to act here in the face of overwhelming evidence of an organized effort to circumvent the lawfully cast ballots of millions 
of Michigan voters in a presidential election. There was no legitimate legal avenue or plausible use of such a document or an alternative slate of electors. There was only the desperate effort of these defendants who have charged with deliberately attempting to interfere with and overturn our free and fair election process and along with it, the will of millions of Michigan voters. So there's that. episode of dumb gay politics thank you guys for listening to our stupid podcast we love and appreciate all 14 of you so much if you're new here and you like us but you'd rather not hear about politics please consider checking out our patreon podcast our patreon podcasts are completely different than this one we do two a week every week they're both an hour and there's no politics no ads no structure and no rules it's unproduced (laughs) content Mm. for your ears and for your smile, <laughs> it's just supposed to be stress-free, mindless fun. Yeah, and it completely is. And you can subscribe for only a dollar. You get one podcast a week for $1 and two podcasts a week for $2. And when you sign up, you will immediately get access to hundreds of hours of timeless back podcasts. There's a list pinned to the top of the feed of all of our most popular episodes. But a lot of people like to start at our very first Patreon episode from back in 2017 and listen all the way up to now. There's a link to a free episode in the description below this podcast, or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, and there's a button on every page that says click to listen to our free Patreon episode, or you can just Google Julian Brandy Patreon. It's super easy to find. Um, and But if you go to our website, you can also find our address where you can send us your picture for the Drugged and Bulletin Board. Mm-hmm. At this point, the pictures for the Drugged and Bulletin Board are what's keeping us going, yeah. what's keeping us here. Yeah. We really love... Love getting them. We yeah. love getting the updates of all the DJP babies, all mm-hmm. of it. So um, the the address is on our website, too. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And free. <laughs> That's right. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme and maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. 
Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Or maybe a bite. bite. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. A sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs> 